You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Uh, Don Ritchie, that sounds like a radio announcer's name around here, doesn't it? Any radio announcer? No, but Don Ritchie lives in Australia, and it, his story begs me to ask you if you believe that God can use you right where you are. Taken from someone who, for many years, tried to get out of here. <laughs> right here. Yes, of course I did. Tried to. Uh, it, it was interesting because as long as I've lived here, which has been about 100 years now, kids. I mean, it's, it's getting out there. Okay. So, but really, about as long as I've lived here, I would get to know somebody. And then it wouldn't be very long before they would say, well, you know, I'm going south. Oh, really? Where are you going? North Carolina going down there. That's nice. By, I figure by now, about half the state lives there now. So if you're thinking about moving to North Carolina, there's a pretty good chance you'll run into somebody that's from around here. Okay? But um, I, I, God has used me where I am, right? That's pretty amazing. And God used Don Ritchie in Australia where he was. Not just because he had a beautiful view overlooking a cliff, but because he took an interest in people and he saw them as hurting for some reason. He asked people who were standing overlooking his cliff. Well, it wasn't his, but he could see them at the cliff. And he would go up to them and he would say, can I help? And very gently asking them that question. And he would invite them over to chat over a cup of tea. And even some years later, people returned to him and thanked him because they said, you saved my life. I was going to end my life right there. And you saved my life. He has the reputation now. His nickname is Angel of the Gap in his home overlooking the cliff. (laughs) It's an incredible story of just being an angel, really, a protective angel. He's lived there for 50 years, and he saved at least 120 people from ending their life. Wow, that's awesome. Waking up with a cup of joe. You make my drive to work so worth having. Thank you for the entertainment, the music, the love, the blessings. The Cup of Joe Morning Show, the sound of life. Christmas music, loving this. So right now we've got the mix which is pretty popular. A lot of radio stations will play just the music that they're known for because that's why people tune in. And we know you tune in to hear the music that we play, you know, by the, you know what I'm talking about, the artists that we play all the time, right? So it's a little bit of a, you know, we're trying to mix it up a little bit there. So just kind of wondering how you feel about Christmas music. Of course, it's obviously, it's already started. I would say Thanksgiving after that. Once once that happens, uh, it's pretty much all Christmas. I mean, you know, considering some places have been since before Halloween, which is kind of fun. Just want to know how you feel about it. <laughs> Christmas music, right? Thank you. That was right in my ear. Yes, sir. But you think Christmas music should start? I guess right after Thanksgiving. All right. That seems to be the common consensus, I guess, right? But then the next question should be, when do you want it to end? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a very good question. Yeah, when do you want it to end? I don't think it should, like, end as abruptly as it starts. Right. It should sort of wane away. You know, like, you get into January, and most people's Christmas trees are up in, into the least the first week of January, maybe. 
All right. Well, just for you, we're going to keep Christmas music going after Christmas. All right. Yes, So hang in there. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. Matthew West at his home making music again. He said, the West family's ready for Christmas. <laughs> wow. You're the first one. You may be the first one in the whole country, or the world for that matter. I don't know. That says, "I we are ready. So he did a one-take acoustic version of his song, We Need Christmas. He did that from his home. And I posted the acoustic video, Matthew West, We Need Christmas, on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page, where I realized this morning I forgot to post the fact that it was Monday Mug Day. Yes, but it is. Nevertheless, it is 7.15. And coming up right after Dr. Tony Evans, you have possibly the easiest chance to win the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show Travel Mug, which is... Available only right here on Monday, Mug Day. Talked about Christopher Columbus. Talked about President John Adams. Amazing forward thinking. uh, Establishment of an observatory. But, you know, people were looking and studying the stars. They had to be. Back 2,000 years ago when Jesus was born, which leads you to wonder what the star of Bethlehem, and I put that in quotation marks, was. Because as someone has pointed out, the brightest light they had was a campfire. And they all went out. I, I doubt they were, man, it was precious fuel. And I doubt very many fires, lamps, you know. When it, it was dark, not long after that, it was, it was quieting down. In an arid climate, wow. I mean, it'd be like being in a planetarium. I mean, if you've never been to a planetarium, you need to do that once in your life. It's absolutely incredible. And you will see creation like you've never seen it before. And to be able to look at that, they must have known. I mean, every night they were looking at that. And they knew. They studied little things. They knew which stars were not. They knew which stars didn't move with the regular ones. We call them planets because that's what they are. But Jupiter, you know, Saturn and all that. But they didn't know that then. They just saw points of light. But to be able to study those, incredible. But the fact that John Adams won an observatory, pretty forward-thinking right here. Those uh, will not be on the Monday Mug Day question, however. Something happened that was really close to my heart, okay? Uh, It happened to be a presidential address. And it was by somebody I really like as a president and a person, Calvin Coolidge. He was from Vermont, and he, he (laughs) he didn't say a lot of words. Calvin Coolidge, okay? So he's on Today in History because something that he did. I, I remember one time they said he was walking to lunch or walking back from lunch back in the day when the president would walk out, go down the street for lunch, have a few get people with him, you know, and stuff like that. And a reporter ran up to him and said, Mr. President, Mr. President, you've got to talk to me today. And he just looked at him and the reporter said... I bet the guys down at the office, $50, I could get you to say more than two words. And reportedly, Calvin Coolidge looked at him and said, you lose. (laughs) Oh, boy. The sound of life. So college football championship weekend was wild, in case you missed out on that, right? Underdogs pulled upsets, history was made, and homage was paid. Yes, I did steal that line. Conference champions are now crowned. 
stage is set for the college football playoffs. There's more. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. Well, there's good news and bad news. First, the good news, two teams made history. Number two, Michigan is the first team to make it to the playoffs after starting the season unranked. That's 20 teams. They rank 1 through 20, and they were not on that list. Pretty cool. I know Syracuse did it one year in basketball when the NCAA championship, but that's another story. Number four, Cincinnati. First non-Power 5 team to compete in the playoffs. I'm glad they got in. I really am. Sometimes the teams that are, you know, not not the Michigan or Alabama teams or Notre Dame, you know, they, they, they're like, what about us? We were undefeated. Yeah. But you played Appalachian State. <laughs> they played Michigan and Ohio State. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Okay. But that's good. The bad news is that Alabama, speaking of Alabama, is back again. The Tide will take on Cincinnati and Dallas. Wow. Uh, Number three, well, you never know. That's why they play the game. Number three, Georgia will battle Michigan in Miami. Second time the SEC has had two teams in the Final Four. The Bahamas Bowl is the one that kicks off a seemingly infinite number of bowl season games on December 17th. All right. If you want to know the full slate, I've got it for you. <laughs> I don't know if anybody in their right mind can keep up with all of them. But anyway, you know, too often we let eternally insignificant things like sports control our mood and our behavior. I am definitely guilty of that. And it's not wrong to enjoy these things, but remember that whether your team wins or falls apart as badly as the Iowa Hawkeyes did, nothing of true importance has changed, right? I mean, every winning coach in every sport can tell you a time when they were humiliated in defeat, I can assure you. And so, you know, they they know the ups and downs, right? The Apostle Paul knew that as well, too. And he was telling us, as members of God's church, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And that's real exciting. Yes. yes. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. Yeah, it's a little bit personal, I guess, but a lot of people like it and getting on board. I think the chosen can be a great evangelical tool. And I will never forget the first time I saw the pilot, which now has been, man, that may have been like seven years ago. I just watched that like... Every year, I would watch that 25-minute episode they made about Jesus' birth centering around the shepherds and one particular shepherd interacting on his way through Jerusalem to the fields, dealing with the Pharisees, you know, at the synagogue, all that kind of stuff, and then going to see Jesus' birth and stuff. And it was so, I mean, right away, you know it's different from any other type of, quote, Christian film, end quote, that you've ever seen. And Dallas Jenkins, as it turns out, because of the popularity of the series, which they were finally crowdfunded and made one year and now two years. And now a Christmas special. And I will tell you this, it's in the movies, but when it comes out, just like they've all done, eventually it will be basically on YouTube for anybody to watch. That's the way it is. But Dallas Jenkins tweeted out, or, or on social media somehow, and he admitted that in 2017 he experienced his biggest failure 
of his career. My film, The Resurrection of Gavin Stone, had an opening weekend of one and a half million way below hopes, not even in the top ten, and its total box office was 2.3 million. And for the first time in my life, I surrendered. And I got to a place where all I care about is pleasing God. I don't need box office success or accolades. It doesn't matter, truly. You get to that place where you know in your heart and God knows, you know, you just know. You're like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> what? It's yours, God. That's it. You know, been there. When he found out Christmas with the Chosen, a special about Jesus, is number one at the box office in the entire country, it felt a little like a God wink, especially considering we did more in one night than Gavin Stone did in its entire run. And he went on to say, Dallas Jenkins went on to say, I don't care about things like this I, like I used to, but it's still fun to see what God is doing in the culture. Thank you for making this happen. And I am going to share the trailer, the new trailer for Christmas with the Chosen. Some of your favorite artists are included on that, and people are, you know, really... I mean, obviously, there's... You know, you got your haters. There's no two ways about it. Because when you get real popular, I don't care who you are, you're going to have the negatives. But uh, may God bless this continually. I think it's an absolutely phenomenal thing. So look for the uh, trailer on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page just for you. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I got to bring in Nancy, who is 77 years old. All right. Now, first of all, we need to preface this by saying she loves Christmas. She has Christmas decorations that fill her garage. So she is one of her big activities this time of the year is decorating for Christmas. She was diagnosed with COVID and it has negatively affected her, her heart and her lungs. So she's not able right now to do the things that she normally does, like decorating stuff, physical things. All right. So, you know, she said, that's a big thing with me. I mean, it just brings out part of people that you don't see the rest of the year. When the high school team, a lot of them, a lot of high schoolers showed up and they said, we're going to decorate your house. You tell us what to do and we will do it right there. And she was absolutely thrilled that the high school students made her holiday season. She said, it's what Christmas is all about. It's about giving. Isn't that interesting? Have my Christmas decorations up. Pretty cool. And so it's amazing how something negative got turned into something really super positive, right? Merry yeah. Christmas, y'all. Yeah. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. We all know about the shortage, right? The world is facing kind of an unexpected shortage. And uh, there's a Canadian group that has stepped up. We all know about that. The prices are going up, all that kind of stuff. They have announced that they've released 50 million pounds from their reserves to meet the needs of this credible liquid. Yes, the uh, communications director said uh, that's why the reserve is made to never miss out on maple syrup. I'm not making that up. 50 million pounds of maple syrup released by the maple syrup producers in Canada. Maple trees, they are coming after you. And that's the reason they have the reserves to replenish for the future. And the company plans to tap into 7 million more maple trees. And yes, rest easy, because pancakes and waffles will still be a treat for this 
holiday season. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I've stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words putting into sentence doing the sound of life thinking about some plays christmas plays obviously they're in vogue right now right living nativity right here at grace church in lake katrina hope you take advantage of that it'll be a quite a memorable thing for the kids yes cup of joe morning show hotline yes alex christmas play we are doing that right now at orange county gospel fellowship yeah in goshen new york and we are doing ebenezer all right (laughs) very good praise god and so happy to be uh, in the cast. Beverly Sampson is the director, producer, writer, Ooh, first lady, thank you, bless our heart, and uh, all of the cast members and the audiovisual, AVLM, the behind the stage crew, wow. and the people that come that God sends that we will pass on a message that it's not too late and that the stains of your life cannot determine your path if you realize our future is at hand in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The sound of life. Salvation Army busy this time of the year, of course, ringing that bell, right? Collecting funds for the whole year right in your neighborhood. And the great privilege of talking with Captain Kelly there. Um, She's uh, in Newburgh. You can find any Salvation Army you want on Facebook that's in your neighborhood. They're very active right in your neighborhood. You never know. You may need them. Coming up this year, got an opportunity to talk to Captain Kelly about the kids' need. Could you provide Christmas for kids in your neighborhood? Right. I mean, we could. I mean, we have. Let me just tell you that from compared to last year, and this will show you how much COVID has affected families. We have 70 additional families that have applied for Christmas assistance. Wow. Families. So, as you can imagine, that worries us because we certainly want to be able to provide a Christmas for these children, and right. we will. I don't want people to think, oh no. We will make it happen, whether people donate the toys or if we need to go purchase the toys. Um, so basically what people can do is they can either contact us directly, um, and we can get them a child's name or a family that they would like to adopt, or they can go to one of our locations that has tags on a tree, like uh, Walmart and Milford has a tree at the customer service desk. Great. The Laurel Grove Florist here in Port Jervis has a tree for us. I know I'm going to leave some people out, but... Um, so there are ways to get tags and get that information to you um, if you would like that information. Like I said, just contact us and we'll make that happen. How do we contact you? Um, I can be reached on the phone, 845-856-3214. Um, that's probably the best way to reach me, and, um, and then I can get the information to you. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face. And a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The sound of life. The story in the headline reads, Man finds quick way to remove Christmas tree decorations. Got your attention on that one, didn't I? Yes, because we all know that taking down those decorations, getting rid of the tree after Christmas, at first of the year, is acceptable, of course. Um, It's one of the dreaded things of the new year, right? Get your year started off right. Well, this man's got it down. It's a Pennsylvania man, and he found an effortless, fast way of taking down the Christmas tree decorations and the tree, as a matter of fact. He has been charged with careless and reckless driving as a result. He did it with his car. He's also a bit early, of course. He was uh, spectacularly took out the city's Christmas tree Earlier this week, the tree was there, glowing majestically in the middle of an intersection, 
before this man driving along distracted by his cell phone. Imagine that. Cruised down the street, as witnesses said, nailed it square on. Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> the Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The Sound of Life. Enjoy this note from Barb. Uh, who was always kind of standing behind Mark whenever we were talking at an event or something like that. Barb, I'm sorry. Mark kind of stole the spotlight. But uh, back, uh, what, in May of this year, he had a stroke and went into the hospital, of course, and he went to heaven in the hospital. That's just to give you the background of this. So we got a really cute note from Barb. She said, hi, gang, doing okay here, missing having Mark come in and telling his adventures with his multiple Santa gigs. He had quite the beard, I tell you. It was amazing. I pity the kid that pulled on this beard to see if it was real. She said, but today my grandson Bo is a whole half year old. He was born three weeks early by emergency C-section on Mark's and my anniversary, May 26, while Mark was in the hospital four days after his stroke. My daughter who has insisted on limited contact for many years and who I'd believe was still living in Oregon, called me a few days after the funeral to tell me Bo had been born in Rutland, Vermont. The last two years, she and Bo's dad are getting married in January. We are in ongoing contact and visits back and forth. Wow. Lots of years of prayer answered right there. He's seen that before, you know, and, and got to really work after what is a tragedy in your family and in the neighborhood. And then here's God working. Why? I have no idea. But uh, there we go. That is pretty cool. Barbara kind of wrapped it up saying, you know, issues of roofs replaced, trees falling on new roofs and chimney, et cetera, seem to be winding down. So that's just kind of a footnote nowadays. Paperwork for a state still to do, but progress on all counts. Merry Christmas, everyone, from Barb Lemire, our friend and yours. The Sound of Life. Can't beat a story this time of the year about a five-year-old that heard about the fire department's uh, annual need, the donation letter went out and it ended up in the hands of a boy named Brian and he learned about the, and I'm not making this up, the Huntersville firefighters need money to buy new equipment. That town was like a little crossroads when I was there. Of course, that was 100 years ago, but there's a grown up of course, north of Charlotte there and uh, he saw, he said they got a need, man. Let's go give it to He literally emptied his piggy bank to help. Yes. And um, he wrote him a letter. I hope this buys you a new fire truck, he wrote in crayon, alongside an illustration of two firefighters at work. $3 from his piggy bank. And by the way, his brother Luke got into his. He donated $1.25 and a drawing of a snake to the effort. So to thank the boys for their generosity, how could that not touch you, no matter who you are? They, they, they invited the boys to come out, bring the whole family, and we'll give you a tour. You meet the firefighters, pose for photographs, and have a great time. And everybody's like, man, if everybody could be like you, it's amazing. Well, we have, I would have said we have generous listeners just like him right there. 
Probably been given since they were five years old, too. Absolutely. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. So the rooftop pastor's out there again. It's been 10 years since he got out among the people and slept on a roof. He's going to be sleeping in a tent for 100 days outside. A pastor is. It's in his area there. Uh, He wants the city to build a community center to have job training and recreational activities and things. And he said, you know, a a lot of the people that are in my area, a lot of my people are going to be outside. And I want to know what it's like to be outside. And he's raising money for the community center there. It's a very admirable thing. Um, He uh, is doing something kind of smart, actually. He's invited some top people to come and spend a night, just a night, with him to see what it's like. He's already had a couple of CEOs out there. His name is uh, Corey Brooks, Pastor Corey Brooks, by the way. And he said, yeah, I almost froze one of the CEOs last night, but he forgave me. So he's got a good sense of humor. And uh, they were surprised at some of the things they heard overnight. And it's quite a learning experience, isn't it, for anyone just to be overnight. If you have never done that, kind of reminds you of when... God came as his son to the earth. Jesus came to the earth to be fully human, fully God, fully human. I don't understand it, but he was fully human. He experienced that. He experienced the pain. We experienced the hungers, the desires, all of that. He's experienced what you're experiencing right now, which may be joy. It may be great sadness. It may be indifference. It may be doubt. He's experienced all of that. He knows what you're going through. He can relate. And he's Kind of like the pastor there when he says, come follow me, you know, come, come. And not just for one night, (laughs) you know, we'll go and do this. But the thing that's so encouraging about Jesus is because he has the power to save you spiritually. But he said, you know, um, put all those burdens and wants and doubts and stuff on me. See, because all this that's known as the world, I've overcome all this. Okay, so put it on me. Yes. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. Tree day today. What about your Christmas tree? Is it live or real today? Yes, Chuck. What do you? What kind of tree you got, man? I have uh, one, two, three, Whoa. four, five in the house. One out, a small one outside for my wife with lights on. It comes on at night, you know. Wow. Are they real trees? One tree is real. It's old fashioned. I buy the kind that nobody wants to, like Charlie Brown, so you can see my mom and dad's old decorations and put real tinsel on it, you know. And the rest of them are two are skinny and or three are skinny ones that stand about five and a half feet tall. The other one is my wife's artificial tree she got years ago, which I had to rewire the whole thing when I had seven hundred lights that burned out. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> But you know what? It, it, she's happy with it. She loves it. It's fine. Waking up with a cup of Joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. You get instructions when you're in the choir. I've been there. Believe it or not. I know this is a, this is a stretch for you, but I was in the back. I don't know, mumbling along with something, but it was about eighty people, so nobody cared. And uh, where you do that Excelsius thing? I, I would tell you what the choir director says on how to say that, but then it would ruin the whole thing for you. So I don't want I don't want Chris Tomlin version to go get ruined for you. You know what I'm saying? Yes, good morning. Cup of Joe Morning Show Hotline. Who's this? First off, I love the sound of life, and I love listening to the music, and it picks me up when I'm having a down day. Thank you, Kathy. Um, but I'm calling because I know it's a few days um, before the event. Well, there's a live nativity at the Fox Hill Community Center, 80 Coleman Road in Montgomery. Right. 
on the 18th between 5 and 8 p.m. I just thought I'd let you know. It's between the Walden and Scott's Corners in the town of Montgomery. Loving that. God bless. Thanks. Thank you. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. Got a tree? What kind of tree is it? Real? <laughs> is it real? <laughs> let me know. Yes, Yes, good morning. You're asking if my Christmas tree is real? Yes, sir. Or, or fake? Well, of course, Joe, it's real. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Oh, you're a smooth talker. You are. You are. The Sound of Life. Sad for some. You may remember the name Melissa. Uh, some years ago, uh, she got a lot of publicity because she was headed out to Death Valley to ride her bicycle. It's for a good cause to cure diabetes. And she is just so adamant about that. She has diabetes herself. She has it in her family, and uh, just what a trooper she really is. Uh, got some really sad news. She said, prayers from my family. My brother passed this morning. Complications of diabetes. And it's very serious. Can be. And maybe you know people struggling with that. I just wanted to give you some good news. Of course, it's just inkling on the horizon right now and makes you wonder how fast something like this can get uh, in to mainstream treatment. They, they have a new treatment. Back, Remember back in the day when we said uh, adult stem cells is where it's at? That's where the research ought to be. It's proven true. Adult stem cells possibly cured a man of type 1 diabetes. It says the biggest breakthrough since insulin 100 years ago. Uh, he was treated, because your body has its own stem cells in there, and they're working in ways to get those stem cells which are waiting for instructions. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to create? And so they've created insulin producing cells in the man's pancreas and stuff. And now he, um, his daily insulin requirements are down 91%. And he has uh, robust improvements in glucose control. So with all that said, he's doing better. Really good. Really good. And it's a big major breakthrough right there. I thought I'd Lay that on you this morning, right? There's hope. So, and God has created all this in his world, and we just kind of look at it and pick it apart. And I, I think as long as we give God the glory, you know, we'll be finding out more things like this. So it's pretty cool. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The Sound of Life. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, of course. They believe that song was written... Uh, while the writer in 1950, well, the song was written in 1951. I don't know when the writer was staying in Nova Scotia, Yarmouth, Nova Scotia, because there's a grand hotel and there's a tree there at Christmas. And across the street is the park. <laughs> and it's lit up anyway. And there's one in the park, too. So they said, ah, and she stayed there. So it kind of makes sense. Not that that, that and the I don't know, what is it, a couple dollars to get you a cup of coffee? Used to be a quarter. Um, oh, boy, another story of an angel. Angel in a pickup truck? Absolutely could be. It started out pretty dire. Candace, mom, got the kids in the car coming home from church one Sunday evening. One of her kids started choking. All right? So she pulled over, and she tried to help him and could not. He was still choking. He was going to die. Absolutely. And she's frantically waving her arms. Oh, absolutely. You see mom waving and looking frantically, you stop to help. A man did. And a pickup truck came over very calmly. 
took him and did the Heimlich maneuver. Find out about that if you don't know about that. He said he was just coming from church himself. He saved him, the mom said. The mom thanked him, and um, the, the, the uh, man said, uh, told the boy and the mom that uh, they were loved. And she said, you know, that's a very kind thing to do. It's very reassuring just to say that to somebody. He then told them that he loved them, and he turned to me, and he gave me a big hug and told me he loved me. I feel like the Heavenly Father sent an angel to help me. The boy thanked him and expressed his relief. It was very scary, the boy said. Thank you so much for saving my life. And, of course, they're trying to find the stranger, which i never seen a pickup truck like that anywhere in my life. No, I don't know if anybody ever said that, but she did give a good uh, a word to you, and that is to be an angel to somebody today. It could be a song. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. Follow up on Lori, who gets kind of discontented at Christmas time. She dreads it so much because of the pressure of gift-giving the wrapping, you know, what's expected of her. And she said, God led me to, of course, John 3.16. Well, I don't mean of course, but that is the verse in the Bible, of course, that more people have been led to. Can't watch a football game on TV without seeing John 3.16. And, of course, uh, it, it, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and only son. And she started thinking about what a sacrificial gift that would be to give one of your children. And thinking about it, she said, well, our Christmas gifts every year, they're not sacrificial, really. We put them in the budget, and they're in the family budget. So she started praying about ways that she could give sacrificially, and God was kind of leading her about the mad money that they always put away for. You know, that was for those lunches out with the girls or a Starbucks run or Chick-fil-A run, you know, she's like, in her mind, she's like, I could sacrifice my mad money. I guess I could do without it for a week. How about a month? A month? No lunches with friends? No Starbucks runs? No Chick-fil-A? That would certainly be a sacrifice. And then how am I going to give from it? You know, that's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to give. That's where the money's coming from. What am I going to give? And then as she's praying, these ideas started coming to her. And to make a long story short, at Christmas time, after everybody had opened their gifts, she said, I want you to go under the tree and look for an envelope that has your name on it to her husband and her two daughters. And so they did, and they pulled it out, and her husband went first. And the note read, because of you, six children will learn more about Jesus, and six men will eat Christmas dinner today. And that's, that's the gift that she gave in honor of her husband. Her daughter, her eldest daughter's note said, because of you, 15 students didn't get parking tickets during final exam week this year. She actually went to the community college where her daughter went, and it's horrendous to park. Uh, And so they're always getting parking tickets. And she went around to every meter that had expired and put quarters in it to give them an extra hour. And they didn't get tickets. And her last daughter, or the youngest, said, because of your tender heart toward helpless animals, I paid for the fees for two puppies to be adopted from the local shelter. So, you know, they were, they were Jesus gifts. She said, every year now, we do what we call Jesus gifts. And they all hug and sniffle and stuff, and it's cool. She said, well, after all, as one of my daughters once said, 
It's his birthday, right? Why do we get the gift? The Sound of Life. Traditions of Christmas. Um, I mentioned to somebody I was talking to about, and I don't know why, all of a sudden it just popped into my head. It's funny. Isn't it? Um, it was a thing called Stolen. And it wasn't stolen. It was made. It was a bread type of thing made. So it's one of those old-fashioned things. Kind of goes along with fruitcake. You have to remember, kids, when fruitcake came along, that was a real delicacy. You didn't have sugar in everything. At least I, that's my impression. I mean, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an old curmudgeon, but I am kind of young for the delicacies of fruitcake. I mean, it was pretty much a joke. you know. And believe you me, I've been served plenty of it when I was a kid and looked at it and thought... Can I just have a piece of pie or something like that? <laughs> Love to know your tradition. Jazz, Cup of Joe Morning Show. What's that? What's, what's your tradition? We used to do a progressive Christmas with my husband's extended family, but then we got to be such a large family that we couldn't do that anymore. What is a progressive um, Christmas? Well, everybody would have their own family Christmas at home first in the morning, and then they would start at our house for a soup course. So it was like soup and crackers and cheese, and then mm. we would move on to the my brother-in-law's house for a salad bar that they would put out for us. And then we moved to my mother-in-law's house, and she had the main course, which was usually like lasagna and bread and maybe a vegetable. And then we would go to my sister-in-law's in in the evening for dessert. So it was quite lovely. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. And, uh, you know, well, of course, it's the gift-giving season, right? God says... I've got the best gift idea, and that idea is you. That's what God is saying. And you're like going, wait a minute, I need the gift of Jesus. That's true. You do. (laughs) You need the gift, too. But are you willing to be a gift from the Father to the Son? The Scriptures testify to Jesus. Person is life. See, Christmas means compatibility. Jesus' divinity is fully compatible in human form. So don't be distracted most important thing is Jesus is God. He has the authority to save Jesus, the name that triggers the most tolerant person. Wow. And I'm just Joe here. You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.